Welcome to the Diversity and Inclusion in Rural Workplaces podcast, brought to you by the Owen Sound Chamber, welcoming communities and YMCA settlement services and Gray Bruce Local Immigration Partnership, featuring guests who are integral to the project and hosted by Tiffany James, Social Media and Events Coordinator at the Owen Sound Chamber of Commerce. I'm going to welcome May Ip and Sunit Kukreja. May started her career as a singer-songwriter from Hong Kong. May immigrated to Canada in 1995 and released four albums of original material. Switching things up, May changed career paths in 2018, becoming project coordinator, then a Pathways Development Officer at United Way of Bruce Gray. May is now a GB Lip Outreach Specialist at the County of Gray and Gray Bruce Local Immigration Partner. May has an impressive resume and the education to back it up, obtaining a bachelor's degree in social work from the Hong Kong Polytechnic University in 1984, as well as a certificate in project management from Ryerson University. May believes in collaborating with community stakeholders and individuals to create a healthy community where members support and empower one another to develop their potential to the fullest. Sunit immigrated to Canada, settling down in Owen Sound in 2015. Sunit loves being part of Canada and says the city of Owen Sound has a special place in her heart. Teaching and working with people has always been two of Sunit's passions, obtaining her master's degree in molecular biology and biochemistry, as well as a master's degree in education. Sunit currently works for Grey Bruce Settlement and Language Services and also teaches at Georgian College. Both of Sunit's jobs have helped her give back to the community. At the same time, fed her passion for helping and supporting people of various ages and diverse cultural backgrounds. She's an extremely kind-hearted individual with a zeal to do something positive for her community, like running for city council, which she is a member of the Owen Sound City Council. Welcome, Sunit and May. Thank you very much for joining me today. Did I miss anything in your bios? These are quite impressive, ladies. I feel <laughs> I feel humbled to be in your presence. Thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you for having me. So I wanted to talk about the project, the Diversity and Inclusion in rural workplaces. What brought you onto the project? I know May. This all started when with United Way bringing newcomers and especially newcomer women into the workplace, and then progressed onto the GB Lip project. Could you explain more about the GB Lip project for me? Yes, yeah, sure. So start kind of briefly start from the beginning. Before becoming part of GB Lip, I did two projects, as you said in my introduction, for United Way and also welcoming communities Great Bruce, the making Great Bruce home and also Rural Pathways for Newcomer Women. So as we were wrapping up the Rural Pathway for Newcomer Women project, it was only an 18-month project, and we started thinking, I think the United Way and the Welcoming Community started thinking about the need of continuing the advocacy for newcomers and also for community stakeholders themselves in order to continue to help newcomers getting into the labor market or mm-hmm. trying to, to start their own business and helps them settle in general. So I think that's when that idea of this project, the inclusion and diversity in rural places, started to form. Mm-hmm. And after that, I was getting through this first application. And then after that, I become a member of the GBLIP. And by the way, my title has changed because in April, we have a restructuring. So I'm now the co coordinator okay. and my colleague Deepika, she's the manager. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So GBLIP is a so a local immigration partnership is a IRCC funded program just like settlement service. <laughs> but the difference is that we work indirectly to support newcomers, which means we don't actually help newcomers, but we help our community stakeholders to build their capacity to support newcomers. So say for example, 
we may have an employer wanting to hire newcomers but not sure how to prepare themselves. They will come to us and we will talk about cultural difference. The workplace culture may be different and there may mm-hmm. be language barriers and how do you address all those differences. So we work with stakeholders from all sectors. So that's what we do. And uh, we're actually the newest lib in Ontario. So all throughout Canada, there are uh, 89 local immigration partnerships okay. and in Ontario there are 37 and we are the 37th and we started in 2020. That's excellent. Mm-hmm. Under the local immigration partnership program there will be a council that is formed by different community stakeholders from different sectors. So for us right now, we have a total of 66 member organizations. And some organizations have more than one representative. Can you give me an example of some of the organizations that are on that? Okay. So we have, for example, we have all those all the school boards. Okay. So we have cultural and community organizations like Welcoming Communities and uh, the Bruce Trail Club. We have employers. We have employment service providers. We have economic development officers. We have social service organizations like Children and Family Services of Bruce Gray and Bruce County Early Childhood Services. Any services or any organizations who have anything to do with not only newcomer, but people who are living here, who, okay. who are supporting residents or providing op- opportunity for residents can become our council members. Okay. Yeah. Where would you say the most change is needed in Grey Bruce? I think over the years, a lot of changes, uh, Tiffany, I've seen as a newcomer immigrant myself. So when I moved in 2015, there were not a whole lot of people of color or people with diverse backgrounds that you would see around in Owen Sound. But I think the dynamics have changed completely by uh, 2023 as we see Georgian College offering more courses, more job opportunities opening up. But I still think people in Gray and Bruce, the communities here, they do have a huge feeling of belongingness. They make you feel that you belong. So that's a good thing. But I think there are still sub-rural communities where the acceptance has to be on a greater pedestrian. Immigrants bring a lot of diversity. They bring a large number of experience. They contribute to the economic development. So I think that mindset needs to be uh, more inculcated in some of the areas. Yeah, I would agree. It's hard when a rural community, everybody knows everybody, and it's really hard for anyone to sort of come into a community like that. May, where would you see the most changes needed in Grey Bruce? Because yeah. you're in there. Yeah, I totally agree with, with Sunita and I was going to jump in. But <laughs> um, I think simply put is to become more welcoming. People make you feel that you belong. But I think to think deeper in that, if I do not show a lot on my Chinese side, they see more similarity between you and, you and them than the difference. You feel more welcoming. Okay. It's not necessarily, I'm not saying that it's a good thing or a bad thing. I think it's just like Sunni say, it's widening that I guess people have to prepare to dissolve that cultural difference lens to mm. see people as people when they come. And when I dress differently, it doesn't make me different from other people kind yeah. of thing, right? So I guess it's just in general, I think just people feel more welcoming. Yeah. Yeah. I like what you just said, to see people as people. And mm. that's, that's really nice. How do we achieve change? How do we get people more involved in the diversity and inclusion and welcoming newcomers? I think the first thing I would always say is ask the right questions. 
right? Don't assume, don't judge. Like there should be no stereotypes. Just like May said, people will be people, right? So that goes even for immigrants. When they move here or as a newcomer, when you move to a new community, even the newcomer or the immigrant himself or herself has to be ready to endorse the change, mm-hmm. has to accept the culture and the history and the diversity that comes with the landscape along with the people who are already there. So it has to be a mix. So I always feel what we can do is ask questions, right? Create that feeling of belongingness. What would you say to people who are afraid to ask questions? I would say people who are afraid to ask questions, it comes to the social aspect. We as human beings, we are the most social of all the species. And some of us are introverts, extroverts. And I think attending various community connections, going to places where they see people which are different in any aspect. It can be different in terms of gender, color, age, any aspect, right? Mm -hmm. So I think going from there. May, because you are so involved with the newcomers in the area and welcoming everyone, what would your dream scenario of diversity and inclusion in Great Bruce look like? My dream scenario will be there is no divine between us and them. Mm. I live in a Pollyanna world where I like to think that people are people and we all can love. Is there still a divide? Yes. For example, maybe the long-time residents see newcomers as newcomers. They are the immigrants. They are the newcomers. So when I say divide, it doesn't mean that they are antagonistic towards each other. It's just that you, you feel that the other group is different from you. Mm. Okay. So I think just want to echo what Sunny uh, said earlier. How do we start to make changes, I think we need to move away from looking at as people, as us and them, is that we have to recognize and address our own unconscious bias. We all have it, and sometimes we don't know. And sometimes when you say, like for example, if people say, how do I ask questions? I'm afraid of asking questions. The first thing I would say is, just think about why you asked that question. Mm. Right. Are you genuinely want to learn about that person or are you trying to prove your preconception of that person? When I was doing Making Great Bruce Home Project, I offered a uh, cultural humility training to service providers and some volunteers in the community. When we talked about unconscious bias, one of the things to do is whenever you want to come to a conclusion about the person or ask a question, you hold your breath for three seconds and think about, oh, why am I doing that? Why do I think that person is like that? You start to recognize your own unconscious bias, and that is the first step of making change. When you see through that, you realize that you can't jump to a conclusion before you get to know people. Mm. Then in order to know people, you have to ask questions, genuine questions, right? And that's how you start to mix like this different people from different cultural backgrounds, maybe ethnic or beliefs, such a mix. And the other thing is it will start to help shift the attitude and that is very fundamental. We can create a lot of events inviting people to come and on the surface that could be a mix. But deep down inside, maybe the next day that people go home, they don't make friends, right? So then if I say, so how do I create change? So the dream scenario is that everybody in their own social circle will have somebody very different from them. So maybe going beyond just talking about immigrants, we also talk about other equity deferred serving group, right? So maybe you look around you in your social circle, I have people who have physical disability, I have people who have mental disability. So broaden our own circle, so then the people start to mix. Yeah. Sunit, where would you say the most change is needed in Great Bruce? 
when it comes to welcoming newcomers into the workplace or diversity and inclusion in Grey Bruce? I think the most change that's needed is in our workforce development because we do have huge opportunities here in terms of employment. But then again, we hear these questions that people are not sure whether they want to work with newcomers and there might be hidden fear in their hearts. It may be a fear of language, it may be a fear of culture, or they may not know how to approach the individual in the right manner, right? And fear of being judged over something, which nobody would do that, right? Mm-hmm. But I think that's a major change and a major revamp that's needed in those areas. The mindset needs to be that, yes, we have newcomers, new immigrants coming into the rural communities. They have the right kind of skills. What they won't have is language. And I think language is something that can totally be worked over a span of time. Again, like every human is capable of learning the language that he or she speaks around. And some of us may speak more than two or three languages. So that's a skill that can be learned. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not acquired genetically. It's something that we learn as we live with it. So I think that's one of the changes that's mostly needed, that change in the attitude the change that yes, there's help available. Yes, if the person has this many skills, nobody's perfect. So moving on with that attitude, I think I feel that's the change that's needed across. Yeah, more understanding and more yeah, willing a to... More understanding, more willingness. And I'm not saying that people who want people to work for them, they don't have that. Totally, they might have that. Their heart might be in the right place. They might want to do just the fear of doing everything right. Mm. So that would be a barrier for them to go ahead and employ someone in the much needed workforce, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that fear or that anticipation or that fear of being judged, I personally feel that's where some work might be needed. Yeah, no, I would agree. Yeah, I know there's always a fear when you're being asked to try something new or to expand out of your comfort zone. And Tiffany, I feel like all the projects that we are here to talk about, diversity, inclusion, and organizations like GBLIP, Settlement Services, uh, Workforce Pilot Projects, the Oman Sound Chamber of Commerce, I think the ultimate goal is to add diversity and inclusion in the workplace forces as well, because that's a need. So I think people are moving in the right direction, but we'll get there, but it's still some work that needs to be done in that way. Baby steps, but we would like giant leaps. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Can I ask each of you, because you are both newcomers to the area, if you feel comfortable, could you share of a personal experience in Grey Bruce, whether it is a positive one or an unhealthy one, just because we know it is out there. It could be unconscious, not intentional, but would you mind sharing even a hero story or something nice that happened to you in the area or something that you found maybe can teach the listeners the right way to handle a situation? I think all in all, I have more positive experience than negative experience. That said, sometimes a very negative experience can really set you back. Mm -hmm. So I will talk about positive experience first. Okay. Yeah. One thing that's not on my bio (laughs) (laughs) is that 10 years ago, I started Rebus Annual Lunar New Year Celebration as a community member. So I approached the library and also the Tom Thompson Art Gallery. And I wanted to do that because I wanted to help my children 
learn about my heritage, and I also want other people of Chinese heritage living in you know Owen Sound Great Blue area feel comfortable about their own heritage, right? So. I have to gather a lot of courage to approach the three agencies because I'm bringing in a totally new idea from a totally different culture. But they were all excited about it, and hmm. they're all ready to collaborate and learn. And eventually, through the years, they're taking up more and more of the organizational role. So that is a very positive experience I didn't expect. Almost like they've been waiting for that to happen, hmm. and people are really accepting to learn about new culture. Like the experience I had was that before the pandemic, there was that period of time when there were a lot of racist uh, stickers, right? So I was I was working for I think there was a Rural Pathways project at the time. So United Way organized a an event at Harmony Center. Hmm. Would you know? Where yeah, are, right here. <laughs> yeah, and they invited some um, police officer from Toronto to come up and talk about. So when you see this happen, how do you address things like that? Right. So I attended that evening. First of all, as I was walking there, I lived not too far from here, right? So as I was walking into the room, I noticed that I was the only visible minority woman in the room. Mm. Most people are very concerned about all these incidents happening. And as the evening went on, a politician, I'm going to not just be, just, just be discreet, right? Yes. A politician stood up and he said, well, there's no racism in Owen Sound. And at that point, I couldn't help, but I had to stand up. I was shaking as I speak. I said, when you all leave this meeting and walk out into a dark street, you're fine. You go on, you go home. And when I walk out as a visible minority newcomer, as a visible minority woman, small, walking out in the dark, walking home, I will be scared because it does exist. And that is a very negative experience for me, just to think that if a politician say that, a lot of the time when we talk about inclusion, diversity, there are a lot of people who are sitting on the wall and waiting for the leaders in the community to help them decide which way to go. Do I support it or do I just stick to my old way? Mm. But when you have a politician leader who stand up and say, there's no racism in the city, then that really hurts. Like I felt personally it hurts for me. I feel fear for myself and fear for other visible minority living here. And the other thing is I also feel that the work that I've been doing, it's taken back. Yeah, like, <laughs> like they're not hearing years, right? what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, so that is a negative experience. Sunit, you are actually new to the <laughs> Owen Sound City Council, so you can speak for, I guess, both sides, the politician <laughs> leading the way. <laughs> and uh, when I immigrated from India 2015, we did not go anywhere else. So one of our friends picked us directly from the Toronto Pearson Airport and brought us here. Uh, in Owen Sound at 2 p.m. at night of 30th December 2015. So that was how I landed up in Owen Sound. So my husband, to this date, still loves this place. He refuses to go anywhere else. So I, mean, <laughs> I think I like your husband. So, I love this place too. <laughs> absolutely. So I think as a newcomer, when I first came here, and we both were in the careers where we were in our home country, but when you come to Canada... So there were no jobs in the biochemistry field or, or whatever I wanted to do, right? So you are applying as a newcomer immigrant, you apply for all kinds of jobs, but you don't hear from any place. So for six months, I was jobless almost, unemployed. But then 
Once I started going out into the community, so the YMCA was the first place where I joined as a gym just to make some good friends and just to get out of the house. So that was, I think, September 2015. The first job opportunity that I got was from the Y. So that was where I made all my friends. I do not have any family in uh, Owen Sound or in Canada. So it was just me, my husband, his friend here and our eight-year-old daughter when we first came here. So I made her join the camps at the YMCA. So that's where she made her first few friends who happened to be living in the same neighborhood where I was. Nice. So other than employment, community connection plays a huge role. So I feel at that point of time, my experience was really positive. As a new immigrant, they ask you for your three reference checks. Mm. So great. You don't know anybody over here. I think from the employment side, I did have uh, individuals were like, no way, no worry, we'll be your references. So I think it was a positive experience that I got uh, myself involved with the community through the Y. And then my second job was at Georgian College, which I got in the same month. So then again, that was peace to my brain. And again, all positive experiences. And at that point of time, I was the only person of color at the YMCA as well as at Georgian. So I think that for me, it was a huge positive experience because it was through them that I made whatever friends who are a part of my family now. That's how I made all those connections. That's how I made my social circle. That's how I went into the employment in the area where I was trained to do so. Did you ever find it overwhelming being the only person of color in Not, that situation? Sometimes you do, but I think it's all in the mindset. Sometimes as well, mm -hmm. there are people who would make you feel that, you know, you are different. But then again, I refuse to think that I am different mm. and I am just like any other person around. Mm -hmm. So I think I have a very strong, positive <laughs> approach towards life. So, yeah. <laughs> so I'm hardwired on the fact that somebody is giving me a feeling that you are different. I will get the feeling that I am different only when I choose Mm. to feel that I'm different. <laughs> yeah. Nice. What made you want to run for council? So again, uh, because working with the two jobs, for me, both these jobs were not just jobs. They were a part of my community connection, my making friends, my social circle. So I have got a lot back from the community, always received immense support, motivation, encouragement from all aspects and I've always had this feeling of belonging now when the opportunity to run in the council came and I was like I think I should be the voice for the people whose voices may be heard or may not have been heard mm. so this was an excellent opportunity for me to be that and to do something better for the community so I have received a lot of love affection and I would say hope here. So that's what I plan to do with my role as the council. That's wonderful. I was there for the all candidates meetings because with the chamber, we host the all candidates meetings yeah. and you blew me away. And I was so glad when I saw that you, I live outside of town. So unfortunately I didn't, <laughs> I'm not allowed to vote, but I was telling everyone <laughs> to have that voice that hadn't been heard or, or even the face that hadn't been seen. It was heartwarming and I loved it. And I'm Thank, Thank you. you for those kind words, Tiffany. And also, we always think that what can we do as individuals to be the change around us, right? Mm -hmm. So I think this was a huge step for me to be the change and uh, to be a part of the change that I want around us. 
I may not be able to do everything that I want, but at least I would be, my mind would be at a better place that I've supported some good initiatives yeah. moving in that direction. That's, that's awesome. That's lovely. Was there anything, May, that you wanted to share about GBLIP that can help get newcomers into the workplace or for employers, helpful tools or anything that they might be able to use? And then, Sunit, same for you from your own experiences when you went to the Y and was welcomed and then Georgian College, maybe there's employers out there listening to this that can get some tips on how they can hire newcomers. So may mm-hmm. I'll start with you? One thing is that we are always welcome employers to approach us, to contact us if they have any, if they're looking for any resources that can help them understand the needs of immigrants. They're always welcome to contact me or the Pika, my colleague. And the other thing is that last year, GBLIP has successfully finished a trainer-trainer program. So we have now seven local facilitators of different cultural backgrounds who are equipped with skills and knowledge to deliver a training called Conversations for a More Inclusive and Welcoming Community, EDI training, to any organization any employers who want to learn about, to have better understanding of very fundamental concepts like unconscious bias, microaggression, power dynamics, and how to become an ally for newcomers. And then the other one, maybe maybe Suni can put on another head to help me with this one too. So mm-hmm. GBLIP and Settlement Services are pondering on a project to help immigrants who are not in the country yet, who have been accepted in or on the way to the country, to match them with mentors so that they learn about the industry they wanted to get into. So it is a project that is supported by JVS in Toronto, who've been doing this kind of mentoring program for a long time. The role is to help identify some of the future immigrants who are interested in the program, and GBLIB is going to look for mentors to match them. Which would be helpful because I guess not all newcomers are as outgoing, I guess, Sunit, that Mm -hmm. will just like, like you put yourself out there and some people don't feel comfortable doing that so that's nice that they're yeah. To offer that program with the yeah. mentorship. I was just going to say when you were talking about like she, she, she would go to, to meet people themselves and, and I'm, I'm the same. Like we, but that I think really when we talk about like the long time residents and people who've been living here need to make the step of understanding and be brave to, to learn, learn about the new uh, newcomers. It also goes for newcomers themselves, right? Mm-hmm. So, so we have to also take the step of going out of meeting meeting people, and that's how that's how we connect, and that's how we we give people opportunity to learn about us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm a huge introvert, so I <laughs> I don't meet people very well. Mm. So, yeah, I, w- I was actually just traveling with my my husband, and I said, I think if we were to move somewhere else, I don't think we'd be able to make friends because we're both <laughs> so introverted. So it's lovely to hear a story where you, you put yourself out there and mm. and establish your uh, your own community and your own family here, Sunit. That's, that's fabulous. So what would you give tips for? My biggest advice, anybody, uh, be it an employer looking to hire any immigrant, newcomer, or for a newcomer moving into this community from a newcomer's perspective, because I am an immigrant now Mm -hmm. and I'm almost eight years of myself being in Canada. So not so new, but totally an immigrant now. Second, working with people in both the services where I work. And thirdly, my role towards the city. So my greatest advice would be 
there are a lot of services that are available in Gray and Bruce uh, counties. So I think GBLIP is an excellent resource uh, for employers or community stakeholders. The other excellent uh, resource would be the Gray Bruce Language and Settlement Services. So when I first came here, there was no settlement services. So I didn't know what I was doing for six months, mm. right from making, I don't know how to make my resume because in India, you make resume on a completely different template. So here it's completely different, right? Mm. Driving, uh, for example, something as simple as driving. In India, you drive on the other side of the road. So mm. in Canada, you drive on the other side of the road, right? G1, G2, and then find your G license. There's no one to guide you. But now, Settlement services, they work directly with newcomers. There is support available. Okay, great. You're here right from the airport. You need a SUN number. We'll help you with that. You need a bank account. We'll help you. Normal person born and bought up here would not even bother about. Yeah. It might be a big thing for somebody who is new to the area, right? So mm. I think chiming up into resources like the settlement services, that's huge. Mm-hmm. And communities and connections, right? Yes. So that's talk about then, making that step out. Uh, just like May had mentioned, the JVC pre-arrival services. Through the pre-arrival services, we have been able to connect at least three individuals so far, right? Who mm-hmm. are overseas. And I am one of the mentors for them. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one lucky yeah. person. <laughs> so, like, it's just connecting the right dots, right? And then the other thing is we do offer community connections throughout the year. Going into those community connections, If you have the fear of not knowing what is the right question, what is the wrong question, what is culturally appropriate. So attending these community connections, which are not just held by settlement services, they are held all across Gray and Bruce counties, being a part of it, right? So Mm. I think all these little things, they matter. So my biggest advice would be, yes, everything is doable. Everything is achievable. It might not happen overnight, right? Mm -hmm. But people need to believe in themselves at whatever sphere they are, that if we have high hopes, dreams and aspirations, only then we'd work forward to achieve them. Mm. And they all are achievable. That's wonderful. Before we leave, if someone wants to have more information about the two of you, how could they get in contact with you? May I'll start with you. They can email me at ip at grade.ca. So that's my email address. And my office is actually in um, the Sydenham campus, which is formerly the Sydenham Community School. Mm. So that is as a building that Gray County acquired after the school have merged with Bayview. And of course, they can also go on our website and just contact us and send us an email that will also reach us too. What website is that? Graybrewslip.ca. Perfect. Yep. And Sunit? Well, people can reach me at two different emails. So... If they have any questions regarding the city, they can reach me at sunitkukreja at ovensound.ca. So that's my city's email and they can log on to the Ovensound city website and search myself under council section. So that's one way to get in touch with me. The second way is the Grey Brew Settlement Services. Uh, the office is right where the Life Labs building is. So I always struggle with the address. The email for that would be sunit.kukreja at osgb.ymca.ca so these are the two places and where people can always connect with us and 
if I'm out and about, if you guys see me around, please feel free to say hi. Well, I can't thank you both enough for taking time to talk to us today. This is really important topics, especially in rural communities. And I appreciate having you here today. Thank you so much, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this Owen Sound Chamber of Commerce podcast. For more episodes and information, visit gb-deib.ca.